This is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to The Drift Space. Drift Space. G and I just had the privilege of getting out of Spider-Man No Way Home. The privilege of leaving. Not watching <laughs> the, it. No, just we the just, privilege of leaving. We, we showed I up. I am so grateful to we, have left that movie. No. <laughs> we showed up at the uh, movie theater. We took a picture next to the poster and then we left. Uh, so it's we're, we're going to give uh, our reactions to it. We're gonna try to avoid spoilers, obviously. Yeah, for... This is this is going to be a no spoiler conversation, so do not worry if you know you haven't seen it just yet or whatnot. We, you know, Spider Man means a lot to to Jr. I was quite excited about this particular production, and I will lead into saying wasn't ready for everything it did. No, no, not at all. G can. Uh... Back me up by saying I was a absolute wreck throughout this movie. <laughs> mixture mixture of feelings. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to describe the movie without, you know, getting into great details about it. Because, you know, my initial reaction was, well, the trailers are giving away too much. And I feel like I've seen so much from the trailers already. And, um, no... No, the trailers, from what you see on the trailers, I would say you know about 30%. So, JR, I mean, you're you're the Spider-Man guru. I, I really appreciated this movie. My, my knee-jerk reaction is that I appreciated this movie. Uh, we'll see how well some of the nostalgic elements sit yeah. as time goes on. Because I feel, you know, you get out of a movie, you're always in a honeymoon period, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we're definitely in the middle of a honeymoon period right now. I'm in the middle of a honeymoon period with it, and I. Uh, but I, I, I did enjoy it a whole bunch, and I really appreciated primarily what they did with or to the character Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. Without again, no spoilers. They put him through the ringer. Uh, I, I, before we actually went into the movie, I was talking about Spider Man Two, which is generally considered one of the greatest superheroes. Well, it's movies. our it's our favorite between the I, drifters. Yeah, I mean I it I think I like the first one more, but I can completely understand why people like the second one more. And a lot of that has to do with putting our main character through the ringer. You know, and it's not just these big things that hit him. It's the small things too. Like I loved the fact that he goes to a to a gala, 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 and and he like he reaches out for a <laughs> for a snack, right? And then someone takes it from him, right? And that's his, That's the entire movie for him. He cannot catch a break, whether it's big or small. And we haven't really seen that with the MCU iteration, with the Tom Holland iteration. And while I can't, I don't want to say they get down to the minutia of what Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker went through in Spider-Man 2, 
I will say this is the first time we've really seen the MCU Peter Parker suffer. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about the character now after after this three film arc? Well, you know, we've we've had this discussion about Peter always having to rely on somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be uh, Iron Man, Iron Man, or <laughs> Nick Fury, mm-hmm. or something like that, or even uh, Doctor Strange in this case. Yeah, yeah. You know, I without without trying to spoil anything i think the first words i said to you after this movie were now he's spider-man yeah yeah i would agree with that because like uh you know i'm gonna call back to uh the first movie where you know tony built the suit for him and he had he had all those like stipulations on what spider-man could do and it was called the training wheels protocol Mm -hmm. this movie felt like the training wheels were finally off and he actually earned the title Spider-Man. Well, and and I said to you, you know, it's not enough to have a tragic backstory to be Spider-Man because, you know, all the villains he's up against have tragic backstories. And uh, you know, tragic ends usually. Yeah. But but it it comes down to what you do after the tragedy. And that's the that's the antithesis of you know, all superheroes generally, but especially with Spider-Man, you know, he, you've, you've told me over and over again, he seems this kind of happy-go-lucky superhero, Mm -hmm. but that's how he kind of copes with all the crap he's dealing with uh, a lot of the time. And here, you know, we, we've seen this MCU Spider-Man deal with a few trials and tribulations, but with the help of, you know, Shield and and Stark Industries and all this stuff, and now, now he's really, really, really in the thick of things. He's really causing problems for himself, and now he has to take responsibility mm-hmm. for it as well. There, there is a price to being Spider Man. There is a price to doing good. Well, you know, as you're as you're saying all this, I'm reminded of a cartoon a gif I've seen once of Iron Man and Batman throwing money at each other. And then, <laughs> and then in the, in the middle, it. in the middle comes Spider-Man and he's trying to rake up all the cash. Mm-hmm. And to me that as, <laughs> as, as funny as that is, that rings true to Spider-Man. Whereas in the MCU for so long, it's felt like Peter's had stuff handed to him. Like, you know, he has the Iron Spider suit. He has the homemade costume because of Tony Stark. Well, he's living off the charity and, of right. all these other people. Right. Who do have money. <laughs> right. And, and the gig with Spider-Man is, you know, he's a broke college student. So That's unrealistic. No. Why would, why would we relate to Spider-Man in any form or fashion? Yeah, it's always felt like he's he's living off the Avengers. Now, I don't want to make it sound like that this movie is all of that necessarily. No. Yeah. But what I am saying is I think I think that this movie positions the MCU Spider-Man to kind of have a similar experience as prior iterations that we've seen. Mhm. And 
I'm really excited about that because you know, we know we we know three more Spider-Man movies are down the pipeline. They've announced that, right? And all three are with Holland. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we know that he's set for another, you know, Avengers. general <laughs> MCU appearance. We don't know if it's Avengers, but we, yeah, I, I I think I read somewhere where it was only one more appearance, but I have a feeling they'll. Oh yeah. That 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 doesn't. I, that's not tom has such a i mean he's come out and said it he has such a fun time playing spider-man i can't see them having to twist his arm too hard well and sp- playing spider-man in the mcu too yeah you know so i mean he there we'll, we'll probably see tom and and other crossover events i'm sure but this movie again it just it, it does a lot of service for the character and i really do have to give props to tom holland in this one i think this was easily his best performance yes hands down um i actually i actually felt like you know we have some tragic moments in the mcu with spider-man but like this is the first time i actually felt his pain and like emotions (laughs) Mm -hmm. instead of just being like oh it's a movie they'll work it out uh (laughs) There were stakes in this. Yeah, yeah. And it the felt stakes, like there were stakes. Yeah. And the stakes were very high in this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, this isn't a spoiler. That's, you know, these have been announced in trailers. You know, we had Doc Ock, we had Electro, we had um, Sandman and uh, Lizard. And, you know, all the stakes, like, they did such a good job of bringing those characters back into the situation and making their appearances you know have those stakes that we were talking about have weight to them have levity which i think is hard to do when you're dealing with this kind of multiverse timeline right because you know if my problem okay my problem with the multiverse that that the mcu has been opening up and has really been playing with since the the loki tv show is that say a character dies Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anyone dies in this movie. I'm just saying, let's say a character dies. Well, then you, potentially you could just reach out into a, a multiverse and grab a variant. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, that this movie doesn't necessarily solve that problem, but what I did like about this movie, it makes me, it made me forget about that problem. Right. Because the MCU isn't something that you can simply you know, reach out and yank some help from, I'm sorry, the, the multiverse isn't <laughs> something, too many M's, the multiverse isn't something you can necessarily, you know, reach out and yank help from. The multiverse is almost this thing that's kind of bearing down mm-hmm. its teeth on Peter. Right. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. Right, and you know, this is something I was talking about earlier uh, before we even saw spider-man and i i mentioned a tweet out in it earlier is i went back and i rewatched uh the first dr strange movie today whereas i was like you know i know spider-man backwards and forwards and you know they really they really started pounding down this multiverse and how it can be a problem way back in dr strange and i was just like you know we should have seen this coming uh Mm -hmm the multiverse theory and, you know, variants and, you know, bringing back Loki and how he has different forms and stuff like that. You know, this is something that's really big. And 
I, I feel I feel like after watching shows like Loki and What If and WandaVision and stuff like that, the multiverse is something we should really be paying attention to nowadays. Well, I don't think we have any choice but to. Well, it, it, not just the MCU, the multiverse concept is something that's being pushed into the DCEU, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it in Ultraman. Oh, we've talked about that. In fact, Ultraman actually did it before a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it. You know, that was the the crux of J.J. Abrams' 2009 Star Trek. Yeah. Was the multiverse. Yeah. So, and and even before then, I, I feel like Star Trek Next Generation was doing the multiverse thing with that episode where Worf oh. keeps jumping from one one universe to another. And so it, it, it's a to me it's a fascinating concept, but it's also being heavily overused in a lot of franchises well, right now. Let's 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 take it back for a minute mm-hmm. and just narrow this down to the MCU. Okay, because uh, you know the MCU warned us way back in Doctor Strange that this stuff like this could happen. Yeah, and I completely looked over the fact that Wong and uh, I forget the other dude's name in Doctor Strange. They were both like, do not mess with this. Do not mess with time. Do not mess with the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we just kind of like laughed that off. And we're like, ha, yeah, multiverse. And now we're actually seeing the repercussions of it. Mm-hmm. And, oh gosh. I, I mean, without getting into spoilers. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, This it, it's funny how this movie really does keep a lot of focus on essentially beating Peter Parker with its own baseball bat, but it really does open up a lot of possibilities for the MCU after the fact yeah. as well. And, you know, I, I, I watch this movie and I think, damn it, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Look what um, you did. Uh, going back to Spider-Man, I, I said that this Spider-Man movie is kind of a celebration of the legacy of Spider-Man. And and what I mean by that is not just everything we love about Spider-Man, but everything that Spider-Man is, uh, what he endures, and what he continues to be through, despite or rather despite what he's enduring. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it's really an amalgam of, of what makes Spider-Man so likable, mm-hmm. so lovable, so endearing. And I, how did you feel about a movie that was essentially one giant kind of balloon party for, for the character? That's really hard to answer. I mean, because we've never seen a movie. We've seen we've seen franchises, you know, nostalgia it, through nostalgia celebrate itself and whatnot. But here, I felt like it was really a celebration of everything that makes Spider Man spider-man right like pointed on before you know we haven't really got to see peter parker be spider-man because of all the the avengers influence and it felt like i mean while dr strange was in this movie this is the first time it felt like peter was unsupervised Mm -hmm. and we got to see peter's mind work Mm -hmm. at because even early on in the movie, they they hinted at his uh, what was it geometry love for mathematics, yeah. and we got to see that side of Peter, which made me really happy. But then 
The scientist side. Yeah, the scientist That's side. That's something I didn't even mention. I didn't bring that up. Yeah. We, we do see him use his mind mm-hmm. in a more helpful way in this movie. Right. Because that's, uh, you know, we don't see, we see Peter Parker be smart in school, but I feel like that's even overshadowed because apparently Midtown High and the MCU is a school for geniuses, apparently. That's, oh, is it? That's what I, because, you know, in, 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 on Homecoming, there are like drones and all this stuff okay. flying around. Yeah, see that, okay, that actually answers a few questions I had about some specifics that happened in the film. Okay, so they're all essentially geniuses. Yeah. At that. Eh, okay. Uh, well. But, but like, as far as, like, Peter unsupervised, we got to see him problem-solve on his own and actually come into his character as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And to celebrate that, you know, comes the the laughter, the pain, the tragic backstory... And I feel like this one, this third Spider-Man movie, actually really delivered on what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. Yeah. And and it celebrated it for all its good and bad. And, you know, I, yeah, as we were talking on the way back here, I'm still in my honeymoon phase. Yeah, me too. But this might be one of my favorite MCU movies so far. And... That that that's saying something. I'll say this. I'll say this, and this is as someone who isn't nearly as much as a Spider-Man as you are. Now, I, and don't no. get me wrong, I love the character. Uh, you know, the original, the 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 Raimi trilogy, I think is fantastic. Some of the best superhero movies ever made, and I, I think the design of Spider-Man, although this seems kind of weird to bring up the the general design of spider-man is is completely awesome i love the eyes and the oh yeah sharpness the angles so as as a person who is not as much of a spider-man fan Mm -hmm. this is was one of the most enjoyable theater experiences i've had in years i agree in years you know the 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 theater was full of a crowd that was cheering and laughing and applauding at so many moments all right well you know going back onto this because even because of the time we're living in Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) what do you mean it was (laughs) you know it was it was nice to see a packed theater again yeah because we haven't seen a theater this packed a, in a very long time. I think a, a packed theater that was that was uh you know, taking precautions, but a packed theater. Yeah. Yeah. For people who I felt like these were good comic book people that knew <laughs> the relevance of the characters. Oh yeah. No, and, they did. <laughs> and uh you know, cheered at the appropriate moments and laughed at the appropriate jokes. It was and gasped at the right moments. Oh my god! I mean, there was there was a lot of love in this movie theater, and it, it really did enhance the experience. Yeah, no, um... I'll, I'll give it. There's something so magical about seeing a movie in theaters with a crowd that's excited to be there. The lights go down, people are cheering and applauding, they're having a good time, and it's impossible not to be on a honeymoon phase because you had such a fun time. Yeah, I and it's been it's been years since I've experienced that. And I'm sorry if you guys are picking up these uh like dings and all this. 
my friend just started texting me and he's just he's he's geeking out almost as much as i am but the thing is i can actually talk to him about the spoilers because he just got out seeing it well yeah <laughs> but oh my gosh i you know i said i was gonna do a quick episode before the um the movie and i wanted to come back and give you guys my reactions but holy crap the amount of stuff i wanted to talk about i can't like there's Mm -hmm. there's literally there's literally nothing i can really say other than don't go get don't go get the movie spoiled for you go out and see it as soon as you can well even then and we know there's we know there's spoilers floating around out there and we know which spoilers are floating around out there. And we also know that's not it. Oh, yeah. You know, and on top of that, things that you may know are really just magnified by the storytelling that goes on here. And, and what could have easily crumbled under the weight of its own nostalgia uh, ended up working yes. for the most part. At least as, as of right now, you know, we'll, we'll come back and review this movie, I'm sure down the line oh, yeah. but it was uh the movie works yeah and like g was saying you know the spoilers you think you know that you think you're ready for <laughs> you're not ready for them. you're not ready for them. um execution is everything uh um, really is just just the way just the way everything was handled i was not ready for yeah and i am being 100 percent honest when i say and G can back me up. I ugly cried like <laughs> halfway through, like half over halfway through that movie. The you, emotions were real. You had, you are a true Spider-Man. I, I, so that, that's... I am a true believer. So, uh, just wanted to give you guys a quick update on the movie. I hope you all see it. Hope you all have a fantastic, amazing experience with it. And if you feel like texting me and, um, you know, let's talk about the movie. You can hit me up on Twitter. You guys know it. Little man underscore says one. Um, G. Yeah. Hit me up at on Twitter at Gman of Mysterioid. Take a look at my Substack, Deferential Wrath of Rusting Markalite Cannon at markalite.substack.com. All right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoy the movie. I know I had a lot of fun, and I plan on going back multiple times. And remember, always stay webhead. Always stay webbed. <laughs>